Kind of crazy. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's on and crack. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Caught George Kittle in the back of the end zone. So when you're talking about your quarterback, are you talking about the game manager, George? There's no one that manages the game quite like him, isn't there? We can't do any of that work unless he's the guy throwing the ball. Earlier on the show, host of HBO's Real Sports, Brian Gumbel, Super Bowl champion and NFL on prime video analyst, Andrew Whitworth. Come Coming up, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you missed the first two hours, you missed Brian Gumble zooming in in advance of the series finale of Real Sports on HBO tonight at 10 Eastern time. Uh, I mean, they bridged the HBO to Max era. That's how long they've been on. Uh, and it is the longest running HBO series. Do you think our pleas to Bryant, you think they they hit home with him at all? Well, I think, you know, what what happened with Bryant was uh, human, heartfelt. Yeah, we said, true. don't go. Um, we didn't quite reach, as we mentioned, uh, Van Gundy hanging on to Alonzo <laughs> Mourning type depths. Well, we went to, you know. We told him, don't go. We, we can't have you go, you know. But right after um, that, when he said he couldn't see himself doing it for three more years, you're kind of like, okay. But we also uh, subjected him to our conversation in this segment before he joined us. <laughs> yep. He overheard uh, Chris Brockman asking the most pertinent question that was asked of this show today yeah, with Jerry Jones. Right. We played the soundbite of him saying that he was in bed watching the Monday night game. About to doze and, off. Uh, about to doze off. And then, you know, was so excited by the result. It was marvelous. Marvelous <laughs> uh, is what he called it. Um, you were wondering... Um, what what uh what his sleeping attire is? Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we had a back and forth about it, and Bryant overheard he that. Loved it. Yeah, he was giggling. He loved it. Yeah. I'm very proud of us. Yeah, yeah. And you. Thank you. You're welcome. Andrew Whitworth was in studio all of hour number two. If you missed any of it, we re-air on the Roku channel, channel two ten. Uh, as soon as we are done, Susie Schuster and Amy Trask take over the podcast set and interview Kevin Harlan, who called last night's. Huge comeback win for the Seattle Seahawks. And the Philadelphia Eagles are now on a three-game losing streak. And that's uh, no question the first item up for bids and talking to our friend from Sports Illustrated, Albert Breer, back here on the program. How you doing, Albert? Good to see you, sir. Hey, Rich. Uh, I Just on a personal note, I'm going to miss real sports, too. That was... Uh, Dude, right? I mean, it's, I, I think it was on when I was a kid. I mean, it's like it's the, the staying power of that show is unbelievable. 29 and it's, years. It's sad for journalism. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of show that I really feel like is dying that we need. You know, it's I, I think it was Florio that said it earlier today. It's 60 minutes for sports, you know. Um, so, yeah, it sucks that it's going away. And big shout out to Bryant and the crew for all the work they did over the years. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So my first question for you is, please interpret for me the word committed and the reference Jalen Hurts was making with that word, what it appeared uh, towards his teammates. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's always interesting when a player um, does this sort of thing. And, you know, normally you won't see it as, you know, a guy punching him between the eyes that way. But, um, you know, Jalen Hurts is, I mean, seen as like a generational type of leader, you know, just the leadership qualities he has. He's a plus. And so, 
Um, he's got a good pulse for where that team is. And I don't think culture's ever been the issue there. Um, you know, like they've got such a great leadership group. It's not just Jalen. I mean, they got the four guys, you know, they're sort of core four, the two defensive linemen and Brandon Graham and, and Fletcher Cox and the two offensive linemen and Lane Johnson and, and Jason Kelsey that have been such important pieces for them. So I don't think that's ever going to be like a bad culture, at least while those guys are there. Um, I, the way I interpret it was more the details and we need to be on it and we need to, you know, basically be handling this as if every week is the Super Bowl. And it's interesting because I talked to Nick Sirianni about this a couple of weeks ago where they feel like every team because of who they are now is treating the Eagles as their big game, you know, and there's an adjustment that a young team has to, has to, has to, has to make when that becomes the case, you know, and, um, you know, the Bills have dealt with it for a while. The Chiefs have obviously dealt with it for a while. Um, and the Eagles are there now where they're everyone's big game. And that can take a toll on you. And if you are slipping on details a little bit, those things start to show up. So I, I don't think that there's like a huge accountability issue in that locker room. It's a really good locker room. But I, my, my sense would be that what Jalen's getting at is a little bit more about they have to be on all the details this time of year. Well, again, the word committed means um, that somebody could be on the details they choose not to yeah. be is right. really what the inference right. is right there. And you're saying that that is not I mean, I know, I, no, I think it's certainly there's certainly the, <laughs> there's certainly that piece of it where it's like there could be individuals that he is calling out there and those people know who they are, you know. And so, um, you know, again, like the I, the, the, the leadership they've had there is so strong that I don't think it's like a systemic issue is what I'm saying. Um, being on the details means everybody, you know. And so if there are three or four or five guys that are important players in the team that aren't, you know, I think that this is Jalen's way of saying get on it now because if, if, if you don't, the season's going to be over a lot sooner than we hope. What's your reporting on the coordinator change uh, or at least the play calling change on the defensive side of the ball to go to Matt Patricia? Yeah. So my, my reporting on that, you know, it's, it goes back, I think to, to January um, in that their plan, if they were to lose Jonathan Gannon um, was to try and make Vic Fangio their next defensive coordinator. He was a consultant there. And because of the timing of Gannon being picked um, by Arizona as their next coach, um, it didn't really work out. You know, Fangio had already committed to, to Miami um, you know, Gannon was planning on taking Nick Ross, who's really well thought of in the organization, but maybe wasn't seen as quite ready to run the defense with him to Arizona. And so they sort of middled it where they, they, they went and got, you know, a guy who was once Vic Fangio's right-hand man and Sean Desai. And Sean's incredibly intelligent, but this is a new system. This is a new voice. And, um, you know, you had, you know, like a few off seasons now of building for Jonathan Gannon's system and I just got the sense something was lost in translation there. And, you know, really where the pro where the problem showed up most for them was on third down. And I know that like people there felt like they needed a little jolt on third down and they were a little too static on third down. And if there's one thing Matt Patricia can bring to the mix, it's, you know, being complex and difficult to deal with in long yardage situations. That's one thing he was really good at in his years in New England as a defensive coach. So that's what they're trying to do there. Um, you know, I, what does it mean after the season? It's a great question, you know, because, um, you know, it would obviously be almost impossible to go back to Sean Desai now. And, you know, chances are he's somewhere else next year. Do you go with Patricia full time after this, or do you jump back in and start a new defensive coordinator search? 
I think all of that will be on the table now. And again, you know, you look at like how they flipped their defense versus their offense on offense. They promoted their quarterbacks coach, Brian Johnson, um, you know, Kevin Petulo, who's was their passing coordinator last year has, has, has an elevated role and they've been just fine on that side of the ball for the most part on defense. There's been more problems. And I think, a big part of it was, you know, the timing of everything in January and then maybe shaking up things a little more than they needed to be shaken up, um, you know, when when you went to replace Jonathan Gannon. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. While I was talking to Andrew Whitworth here mm-hmm. in studio, um, Aaron Rodgers made his usual Tuesday appearance on Pat McAfee's show and said it was not realistic for him to be 100% <laughs> healthy to be medically cleared. What do you... Why, why are you smiling at that one? Well, if you um, want to be the skeptic, you know, the, you know, the skeptic is going to say is that he was never, <laughs> that, that he was never, he was never really going to come back. But um, I, I, I think he, he was making a real effort to come back. That's why I'm laughing. Cause it's just like a lot of like, there's that skepticism, you know what I mean? Like that exists out there over whether this was ever real and was this being done to kind of build drama and everything else. Well, I but, just want to uh, hold on a second. Was it ever real? Cause we need to be sure here. And I want to make sure that you're yep. completely honest or I mean, straight up uh, yep. uh, about what we were referring to here. You're saying skeptical about him ever being able to come back. Not yeah. that, cause you know, there's the crazy stuff out there that he never really tore his Achilles fully. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. I, just want to make sure we're all clear here. Just to be clear, Aaron, I, you, you, we, we, we all believe that you tore your Achilles. We okay. do believe that. Well, there's a but lot no, of people. There, there, there's there some, some tinfoil. There's some tinfoil, and there's some hats out there. Even though I, yeah. man, I saw his uh, calf twitch on national television, and if it didn't fully tear, yeah. then what the hell happened all season long? But that that is clearly not the case. So yeah, he he said that it's not, he's not medically cleared to play or he doesn't believe he will be, which means the right. window for him to play this year will officially close on Wednesday. He did also give a full-throated um, uh, endorsement for Robert Sala's coaching yep. acumen and Joe Douglas's grocery shopping and 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 the, the roster that's there. And he said he always wanted to play two years. He always envisioned playing two years for the Jets, and this one was just a lost season, so two more years might still be on the menu. What do you, what do you make of all that in terms of mm. the way the jets are, are, are moving forward with their coaching staff? Yeah. Well, the way that I've, I've asked, like a lot of people have asked me, like, are the jets coaches, is their staff safe? Right. Like, and I, my answer has always been as long as Aaron's coming back, they are. Um, and I, I think the reason why is because a, this is a situation he picked B, he and everybody else felt really good about it on September 12th, you know, going into that game. Um, or September 11th was a date, I think, right? Yes, sir. September 11th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, September 11th. Um, so everybody felt really good about where they were going into the game and going into the season. And, I mean, if you really look at it, like, the roster's pretty good, you know, and I think we've seen evidence of that. Now, the offensive line's going to need some help in the offseason, but they should have the tools to do that. Um, and obviously, like, the backup quarterback was an issue this year, but how many teams are able to survive having a backup quarterback? Well, don't answer that question because, I mean, the team that they're seeing Cincinnati, next week Indianapolis, is Cleveland. Yeah. They're seeing Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland next week, and I'm pounding the table for Kevin Stefanski being coach of the year. But do go on, Albert. Do go um, on. No, but no, no. But I, I, I think, like, you know, that sort of catastrophic injury is going to sink a lot of teams is the bottom line. And so, you know, I think the feeling is, like, Joe built a pretty good roster there. Sala's done a good job keeping the team on board and keeping the team playing hard. 
And Saul is a defensive guy, and his defense has been pretty good, you know, over the course of the year. They've built a good defense there. So it's not like he or Jeff Albrecht, the defensive coordinator, will be in trouble. And then you could maybe say, well, all right, like what about the offensive coordinator? But that's Roger's guy, you know? So Nathaniel Hackett's probably going to make it because he's Aaron Rodgers' guy. And so, you know, I don't think that there's going to be any coaching staff changes. I don't think there's going to be a front office change because I think that this is sort of what Aaron Rodgers signed up for, and this is what Jets' ownership is going to give him. And, you know, if he wants to come back and play in 25 and 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 this doesn't look good in 24, maybe we're talking about something else. But, um, you know, I, I do think like a lot of people, yourself included, feel like something was taken away from them <laughs> on September 11th and they want a chance to see what it looks like full on. And, um, you know, presume, presuming everybody, you know, that the, the rest of the rehab goes well and everything else. Um, they'll get that chance in 2024. Well, at least, you know, Joe Douglas stood firm on not coughing up the first-round pick. Otherwise, they'd be like the Panthers. Yep. No first-round pick for a quarterback that, uh, you know, wasn't even there. I know not, Bryce Young is clearly there. I'm just and, saying and a hey, lost season with their quarterback. You know what? That is so important. It's a great point, Rich. You know Thank why? You. Because this is a like like this is a good tackle draft, okay? So if they're – say the Jets wind up with the sixth or seventh or eighth pick, right rather than having a second rounder that could be joe alt from notre dame that could be olu fashanu from penn state like that could be amaris um amaris mems from um from uh from from georgia like this is seen as a really good tackle draft like those first two names alt alt and fashanu are considered like franchise level left tackles so if like the fallout of the rogers injury is that you get his left tackle for next year I mean, obviously, you'd rather have had Rodgers this year, but, I mean, it's not a bad consolation prize for having done the deal the way that you did. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show from Sports Illustrated. Let's uh, dive into the final three weeks of this season and identify for me, if you don't mind, coaches that you believe are coaching for their jobs right now, Albert. Um, well, I would say Ron Rivera, but I think that one's over. Okay. Um, you know, so I think that, you know, it would have taken a – and this isn't Ron's fault, but like a new owner is always going to want his own guys in there. Right. Like, so, um, well, like I think that that one's over. We have Washington. So we have Washington, Carolina mm -hmm. chargers and, um, and Panthers as the ones that are open right now. You got the Raiders right, too. Right. You got the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Did, I, did I say yeah, see, it's a Carolina and Panthers? That's all good. Keep going. All also good. the first time for me making that sort of mistake. All good, brother. Don't worry. Um, so if I'm like kind of like going through it in my head, the coaches that would be coaching for their jobs over the next few weeks, and I do this by division in my head, um, you know, I think a mutual parting is possible in Pittsburgh. Not likely, but I think it's possible in Pittsburgh um, that everybody says this is the time to make a change. Um, you know, maybe they try to get something from Mike, but I, I certainly think that that would be one that if you're looking for your like, Curveball surprise, that could be it. Wow. Um what, does Pete Carroll does Pete Carroll retire in Seattle? I don't think so, but I've heard a a lot over the last few weeks um in these circles, like the people who work in these circles and the coaching carousel circles, that you know, would Dan Quinn be the successor in Seattle if Pete Carroll were to hang it up after this year? New England. Um, and again, this sounds weird. Pittsburgh, New England, Seattle, that those would be where there would be changes. Um, but New England, obviously, I think, I think that one is um, it is hurtling towards some sort of mutual parting. 
Um, I'm just trying to think of who would be up in the air. You know what the other ones would be? I think the, the you have to look at the NFC South teams. And I think Arthur Smith makes it. But Tampa and New Orleans, whoever doesn't win that division, um, and it sounds funny saying that too, because you know, if you're close to winning a division, maybe you shouldn't be in jeopardy. But I, I think Tampa and New Orleans are two where you could see changes if those teams don't win the division. So uh, Todd Bowles, if the Bucs don't win the division, Dennis Allen, if the Saints don't win the division. So, um, you know, I think as you start to go through it and you talk about potential mutual partings, potential retirements, you can get yourself up into that 8 to 10, 10 range pretty quickly as far as how many openings there are going to be out there. How about Antonio Pierce? Is he coaching for his job? What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think that this is – it sounds like this is going to be a – they're going to cast a pretty wide net. Um you know, in Vegas and that Mark Davis doesn't want to lock himself into anything right now. Sure. Um, but but I, I would say one thing that gives Antonio Pierce a chance, right or wrong, I think Mark Davis had some regret over not at least giving Rich Bisaccia another year. Um, if you remember that year, everything they'd went through. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. Really, really difficult, right? Like, and it wasn't just the John Gruden emails. It was Henry Ruggs. You no, know, it was the Henry Ruggs. It was Damon Arnett. It was all the stuff that was happening off the field there. And he was able to kind of unite the team and bring them together and get them in the playoffs. And, you know, look, they went to the mat with the Bengals. The Bengals wound up in the Super Bowl. Like, they were, you know, whatever, two, three minutes away from beating the Bengals in Cincinnati. So, like, I think there was some regret on Davis's part over not at least like, hey, like maybe we can like run it back at least one more time with the group that we have. And so I think that that would cause him, you know, at least to consider Antonio Pierce as his next head coach. Not saying that it's going to happen, but if they look good over the next three weeks, I would say that that could be on the table. So you just blew right past Arthur Smith. Um, What gives you that indication there? Um, By the way, I love the guy. But but when you when you when you score as many points as there are fans in the yep. stands for your opposition, you know, uh, and lose to a one win team, that that can that can uh, make an owner of a team uh, quite ornery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what do you got for me on that? So one? I, I think Arthur. I, first of all, I think Arthur is like a really really bright coach, and I think he's going to find success as a head coach somewhere in the NFL, whether it's Atlanta or somewhere else. And okay. I think Arthur Blank knows that. Um, it the problem is how they've screwed up the quarterback situation. Like, let's call it what it is. Like, I think that that's a pretty good team outside of the quarterback. Um, and I'd even go so far, Rich, as to tell you conceptually, I agree with what they've done at quarterback, which their approach internally between him, Terry Font, no, everybody who's been there the last three years, their approach has been we are better off treading water at quarterback than going all in on what we don't truly believe in, whether. It's, you know, the Deshaun Watson thing, which they tried to go in on that one, but didn't want to give him a fully guaranteed deal. Um, Lamar Jackson, they were scared off a bit by the injury stuff and felt like if they played the way that they felt they'd have to play with Lamar, that the injury stuff would catch up with him. Like their philosophy here has been build up the team and be patient in waiting to find the right quarterback to go all in on. And then when you find that guy like Andy Reid and, um, John Dorsey did in 2017. Then you go all in. But if you go all in on a quarterback you're lukewarm on, you wind up being the 45-win NBA team, right? Like the good, not great team that can't get over the hump. So conceptually, I agree with that. The problem is if you're that picky over three years and you don't have one, you end up looking like they've looked this year, which is 
like they can't get out of their own way at that position, even if they are talented everywhere else, as important as that position is. And so um, I do think like Arthur Blank is of a mind to give Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot another year, but there will be tremendous pressure on them to get a quarterback this offseason. And the whole idea, Rich, is to not pigeonhole yourself into a single offseason to find a quarterback. Like the logic goes, like that's how EJ Manuel winds up going 16th overall. That's how Christian Ponder goes 12th overall. Like if you like manufacture like like here's our franchise quarterback when there's not really there one for you, you wind up making a mistake. But that's where they're going to be this off season, right? Like they 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 have to find one. You were and, one uh, you were you were one mention away from Jake Locker there, and, and so what about yeah. uh, what about the idea that if the Bears go and use the first overall pick on a kid that Justin mm-hmm. Fields that this would be a perfect spot for them, right? Yeah, he's from Atlanta. But that would be the perfect fix to everything you just said, Albert. What do you think? I think it makes some sense. And I think he would be a good schematic fit for for, for Arthur Smith. So I would just say, based on how Justin's played, do you go all in on him? You know what I mean? Like, I could see the trade, and that makes some sense. Are you willing to tie your job security to to, to Justin Fields? Or, and I think that this would be a decent idea. Do you say, okay, we're going to trade for Justin Fields and we're going to draft one in the first round. And that'll give us a good shot. At least one or the other of, of make with one or the other of making it work. I don't know. Wouldn't like, you have to cough, wouldn't, could, wouldn't you have to cough one up for, for fields? I mean, when you think a the one, bit, I, I don't know I don't, if you'd have to cough a one up. Okay. I, I don't know. I'd All be right. surprised if you had to cough a one up. I, I don't know. I don't know. That it will be that I, the other problem they have too, in the first round now is, and this is an issue is, are they too good? You know what I mean? Like, are they not going to be in striking distance of trading up? Like, I I assume whoever gets the first pick is taking Caleb Williams, and whoever gets the second pick is taking Drake May. That's the way it looks right now, at least. Right. Um, if you're them, can you get into range to get a Jaden Daniels um, or a JJ McCarthy or you know whoever's going in that range? Like, can you can you can you get in that striking? Are you in striking distance to get up high enough to get one you really like? I think that's. A fair question. Again, I haven't dug in enough to know how much the guys beyond Williams and May how or how high they're going to go. Um, but I think it's a a, a, a a fair question, and and they're going to be it's going to be challenging for them to um, to find one this off season because it's not like you can snap your fingers and make an Aaron Rodgers available. It doesn't work that way. Albert, you're the man. Thanks again. Always appreciate us chatting it up. You know, absolutely. That. Thanks, Rich. All right, yeah, happy holidays to everybody out Same there. Same to you too. as well. Yeah, right there, it's Albert Breer, everybody. Right here on the Rich Hazard Show. Yeah, Albert's own colleague at Sports Illustrated um, has Jaden Daniels going sixth in a mock draft yesterday to the Giants. To the Giants? What are you going to do with Daniel Jones? What are you going to do with Daniel Jones? More importantly, what are you going to do with Tommy Cutlets? Yeah! Oh, Tommy Cutlets is just back Signing out. autographs today. They gone. Excuse me. <laughs> Not, well, Daniel, Tom, Jones, Tommy's Tommy's Daniel Jones, I don't know what his contract is. Are you just going to cut him? They paid him, guys. They he's hurt. By the way. He's coming back from an ACL okay. injury. All right. I mean, let's see. Let's table that for the moment. Let's table it for like five minutes. Game time tickets, everybody. Game time tickets. Get this on your mobile device. This being the app, so easy for you to use. You can buy tickets to any event in your area or in the area where you're traveling to in just two taps. Perfect. 
for this time of year. If you are traveling with your family to a spot and you're looking around, we have a night to go to a, a hockey game, basketball game. We got a night to go to a concert. We got a night to go to a, a show. Perfect. Check it out. Pop it in. You find exactly where the seats are and the views from your seats. You find out exactly what the costs are, prices all in, so they show you your total up front. You know you're getting a great deal before you check out. No guesswork removed completely when you buy tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create the account, use your code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem the code RICH, $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's how we're going to break Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Just showed Steve Harvey to our uh, Roku channel audience a clip from back in the day. Do you know? Browns fan. Who is he is indeed. Do you know who is our first guest on Friday show? Oh. Two of them together in studio. I do. First hour. Cedric the Entertainer. Oh. And Anthony Anderson together. <laughs> Are you rich? I'm glad you're laughing because I'm, I'm starting to laugh already. Right? Oh, they're going to be out of control. That gonna is going to so be, be together. Pretty wild. Mike, are you going to be here? 
No. I am actually flying back east. Ah, I'm, Friday. I'm very sad. It's too bad. Because Sed's my guy. Is he? That's shit. Oh, no. Sed's my guy. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Wayne in North Carolina, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Wayne? You yeah. there, Wayne? Oh, no. Yes, sir. Oh, there he is. What's up, Wayne? He's back. Hey, how you doing? How are you? What's on your mind? Uh, yes, I was at the Carolina game, and I seen that picture. How y'all was kind of clownless. There's a lot more people than there. I would say anywhere from five, maybe close to 10,000 there. Oh, I thought you but were going to stop at five to ten. I thought that was it. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, but yeah, well, where were they? Were they all were they were they all peeing at once, Wayne? Because I mean, I don't know where we're buying a hot dog at once. I don't well, know. I, mean, I imagine every every stadium looks like that at eleven o'clock on a rainy day. Okay, you know, before the game, you know. But I, I come in right before you know kickoff, you know, because I sit out there and get wet for the game. <laughs> I, play, I understand. Right? I you know, but uh, but it was a great game. It really was. And, you know, I was expecting everybody to be talking about how Bryce proved he was the number one pick, you know, with a 90, you know, like a 90-yard drive to seal the game with, you know, seven minutes to go after their inception. Well, here's the thing, and Wayne, get ready for the narrative, okay, um, that Bryce Young has is, is proven he's not worthy of the first overall pick. But we have seen, you know, Troy Aikman in the Hall of Fame after winning one game in his first, you know, oh, yeah. uh, year of his career. We've seen it before, so – and then, and then we'll just have to find out who's coming in. You know, like we'll just have to find out who's coming in. Is all I'm saying. So yeah, we, we got to keep him clean, and the, the receivers got to get open. We need a little more speed on the outside. Absolutely. And we need to tie in to stay healthy. You know, I'm sorry, the ones we got, they just ain't up to par. Well, I you hope know, hey, we, we were just we were talking about it yesterday, and I didn't mean to impugn your fandom, uh, but you were being there, and I appreciate you giving us the the skinny. Thank you for the call, Wayne. Uh, five to ten thousand people were there. You know, it's kind of interesting here. Huh. If the Atlanta Falcons do wind up being a landing spot for Justin Fields, if the Bears decide this time around to do what they decided against last year, if they say the kid we see first overall is too good to pass up, and too good to pass up, not only because his talent, but it starts the clock again and removes us from the decision of picking up Justin Fields' fifth-year option. Bingo. That we don't have to make this decision. Someone else can. And we start the clock again with somebody that we think is even more next level than Fields, even though he may not be as good a quarterback in 2024 as Fields clearly would be as a a three-year vet entering his fourth year, right? And if they go ahead and make that decision, allowing Justin Fields to be free for Atlanta to go get, and Atlanta would say, we'll pick up his fifth-year option for sure, and he's got one year to basically prove it here. Like, it's, it's expensive, but... He's definitely better than Desmond Ritter, mm-hmm. and he's definitely better option than anybody else that we'd be able to get maybe, what, 10th overall or what have you, that they're able to hold on to that and improve their situation for Justin Fields and Bijan Robinson's second year, and they can make that move. And if that's something they really, really would like to have happen, then they might have screwed it up by losing to the Carolina Panthers and letting him win again. Think about that. 
because that brings the Cardinals and the Patriots back into play. You're back in, Chris. Your memo. You should. You need. You need. You need need to scotch tape tape it together. together. Mike, we borrow yours. Yep, I will give you. See, I'm good. I keep paper. Here, here. We're back. By the way, he Brock. keeps paper. Paperwork, I said. Oh, I paperwork. said paperwork. I was handing it to Brock when I stopped. I said paperwork. There We're you back. go. You want me to bring that to uh, uh, the uh, the broadcast meeting with the Patriots? Not uh, particularly. <laughs> I don't want to bring it either. Isn't that the bill? Not particularly. For the Sunday night game, the, uh, the the big game for for the NFL Network Phantom. It's our the- last game. Many... Zappy returns. Hey, oh, I don't know what the tie break is. So if the Pats and if they all finish with three wins, I think it goes to the team with the easiest uh, strength of schedule. I see. Because you were terrible with the easiest path. The (laughs) toughest path, you are actually punished for it. So right now, the Panthers and the Pats have the same strength of schedule. You're close, pal. We're so close to number one. And the funny thing is, again, it's not so funny that Atlanta, if Atlanta wants Justin Fields as a fix, they should have won that football game. Yeah. To keep Carolina in that spot so the Bears are the ones who have that. How do you know there's no tank? That's exactly. There's There's no no tanking. There's no tanking. No one tanks. So there you go. No players do not tank. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. Hit it. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. On a Tuesday. There we go, everybody. Hey. What's up, guys? Everybody good? We're great. We're just talking about it, Rich. The Falcons will have a new head coach and starting quarterback next season. Um, I think that's an overreaction oh. at this point in time. I, I, I don't know if Arthur Smith's going to get fired. We'll see what happens over the last three weeks of the season and see just how, um, you know, prickly that leaves Arthur Blank. See if he's itchy. Uh, I don't know, but I think you're going to get a new starting quarterback next season, uh, unfortunately. There's, you know, I, I mean, we just had Albert Breer on the show saying, you know, what we just even opined about moments ago, that if the Bears choose to choose, choose to take a a kid first overall at the quarterback spot, making Justin Fields expendable, and you flip him to Atlanta. He's like, would you? Would you rather if you're the head coach there? Would, are you, do you want to hook your career up to Justin Fields? My answer to that would be more than Desmond Ritter. Mm. And what are you going to do? Is there what free agent quarterbacks are going to be this year? I, I don't. I don't see one. You know, that's going to be game changing enough to say, okay, let's fill up the seats, everybody. <laughs> Get your season tickets right now. Justin Fields coming home to Atlanta might be that guy. Again, that's a lot of moving parts to basically say Arthur Smith is going to probably keep his job, I think. But a new starting quarterback, if you just kept it at that, I would agree. But that wouldn't be overreacting, would it, Chris? No, of course not. What else? Of course not. Uh, Let's stick with the draft uh, thought here. The Giants, they're going to trade up to take a quarterback. What are the... I don't know how many times you keep knocking at this door. Well, I'm right, so. I know that. <laughs> TJ, how many times is he going to keep knocking at this door and I respond to him? What, 13, the, maybe? I would be stunned if the Giants don't return with Daniel Jones next year. When is he going to be back to play? I don't know. Is he going to run it back with DeVito or Tyrod Taylor? Uh-uh. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, is it possible that he could be ready for the football season? I think uh, so. Really? I think so. 
I mean, what? It was so Kyler Murray came back week 13 when he got injured, uh, you know, right around this time last year, right? So week 12. Uh, it's entirely possible he's back for the playing season. November 8th, he was out. Uh, I don't think the Giants games. are trading up to take a quarterback at all, sir. I think that is an overreaction. They can get out. I mean, you could have Daniel Jones. Hey, you know what? Don't worry. He's probably injured. Just injured cut, guarantees. Him, cut him. And cut him after next year. Cut him after next year. $20 million. So they're going to use a draft choice on a guy on a guy for, for, yeah, the, for absolutely. the future. Oh. Why wouldn't you? If you're a Giants fan, nothing about Daniel Jones excites you as your franchise quarterback. Yeah, but you're not. The fans aren't in charge. The fans aren't the coach. The fans aren't the GM or the owner. That's coughed up GM, all the money. Owner proven. They don't know what they're doing by giving the guy 160 million in the first place. You keep knocking on the door. That is an overreaction, pal. <laughs> Where's my man in Portland who owes me a steak, TJ? Yeah, you better get on that, dog. All right, you mentioned it last hour, Rich. I think you're dead on. Kevin Stefanski should be coach of the year. I I, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. Uh, I don't think normally you, you throw stuff that's a little bit more off the wall. This is straight up, man. Four different quarterbacks, they've all won. Count them. Nick Chubb gets his knee blown out in the first month of the season. <laughs> Holy cow. And again, somebody had to say, hey, Jim Schwartz, let's let's get you here in Cleveland and, and figure this thing out. And they couldn't have just been throwing money at him. He had to believe in what the, the who the HC is. And, and this guy is, he's awesome. He's great. He's dialing up plays. He's got Flacco looking like, a, you know, the... the the Super Bowl MVP, Flacco. He's got 939 yards in three games. <laughs> Dude. That's insane. And 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 uh, uh, absolutely. I would vote for him right now. And and you, you say the, the odds-on favorite is the guy I predicted going into the year in Dan yeah. Campbell. So this is how uh, con, you know convicted I am of this belief is that I'm willing to look like I'm a savant and throw it away like it means nothing. And you know me being right is what's the most important thing here. It matters so means, much to you. That's how, much, that's how convicted I am of, of this is not an overreaction. Rich, I know other things that matter most to you. and Thank you, sir. And those are your sons. That's why I'm here to say Baker Mayfield is the Bucks franchise quarterback. I think so. Maybe not, what, are they going to move on from him? Or he might. He was on a one-year, right? He could go out and get why himself another job else? somewhere else. Why? Why? He's proved it. Now he's gonna go to a better spot. He's gonna he's, upgrade a little oh, bit. Oh, better spot. They he's, have, gonna, he's gonna upgrade. They got they have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. They should sign him and sign Evans. Rip the knob off and move forward and figure out the rest of it. Come on. Come on. Baker's back. Baker Mayfield absolutely has found a home. You don't ever want to be the guy after the guy. And he's proven he can be the guy after the guy. <laughs> the goat goes. Whoever was gonna be the next quarterback after. Like, Kyle Trask was basically, everyone thought it, that would be the guy. They drafted him, let's go. And they went and they get Baker, because Baker needs a home. He was sitting there all alone on the couch with his dog saying, you know, please scratch my belly. And he winds up there. <laughs> and the number of times it's just like he wanted to go to Indianapolis or the other spots, and I don't blame him for wanting to get to those spots, and he lands there. This is He's been a revelation. He's been awesome. That is not an overreaction. Did he score 40 points in the fantasy playoffs last week? Go for it, man. It's great. He's my boy. He's your boy. I know you love him. <laughs> He's my quarterback. All right, we hit on this at the beginning of the show, Rich. Uh, the Eagles defense, 
They're going to be the reason they don't win a playoff game this year. So, as opposed to what? It'll be the offense is the reason why they don't? Hurts being... Or Hurts probably being injured, right? The they don't take the ball away enough. They're not, they're, they're not sacking uh, the quarterback enough. Also, the guy on the screen is probably the reason. Oh. I could have told you. As soon as I heard that he was the new D.C., I told you Seattle's winning the game. Why? He stinks. What happened? What happened? Well, he gave up 4,000 yards of offense to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Okay. That's what happened. Oh. <laughs> Still not over that one. <laughs> <This guy. laughs> Just, yeah, All right. I'll not. say that's, that's not an overreaction. You know, that's not an overreaction. A game, though? You're saying they won't win a game. They're not going to win a playoff game. Not one. Nope. Well, I mean, the way that they're playing right now with all the mistakes that they're making, and I just said Baker Mayfield is the future quarterback yeah. of this league, and I was saying to you yesterday, if Dallas winds up in Tampa, that you know, they're going to be taking on a Tampa team that was better than the one that they lost to last week, and your response was, well, but the Cowboys are better. And see, I'm like, I say it like that. No, 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 the Cowboys are better. No, no, the Cowboys are better. I didn't do I didn't do what the, my kids how my I kids talk about question. me which is like <laughs> you heard how Cooper Cough <laughs> told me no, dad, dad told me to take Garrett Wilson like <laughs> I sound like that but oh, you did, I, said, I mean you did I didn't tell you him you did tell him to take Garrett Wilson I strongly suggested he could have had Ceedee Lamb and his incredible season it's my fault Garrett Wilson all I said was are the Cowboys not better didn't the Bucks and Sap shut down the vet. They we're, did. We're gonna end and, then, and then they opened up the link the same yes. way. Yeah. Yep. Well, He's very proud of that fact. Yep. Well, they're going to end the Eagles 2023 season. This what year. else, Chris? Last one, guys. The Bills. Oh, baby. Circle <laughs> of wagons. The Bills are the best team in the AFC. Uh-huh. I mean, what? Ravens fans won't like to hear this. Yeah, Chiefs fans won't like to hear this. Oh, who, Ex- who beat the Chiefs? Excuse me, sir. Look, I don't care. Patrick Mahomes. Let me explain to you, because we've got Josh Allen on the screen, and you know how I feel about him. That's and my he's the, boy. He's the Mandalorian quarterback, right? I was the, I was saying, like, he's the one who's going to steal your soul. He's coming for your soul, and that's the guy who's showing up for sure. If James Cook keeps doing what he is doing, which is basically playing like Christian friggin' McCaffrey, where he is finding the crease and turning three-yard gains into 30-yard gains. And he is coming out of the backfield and proving to be a matchup nightmare that you cannot cover. Then it doesn't matter. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if Stefan Diggs is suddenly not going for eight for 105. That was the problem last year in the, in the snow against Cincinnati that Stefan Diggs didn't get the ball and Allen didn't get it to him. That is removed from the table if number four is doing what he's doing. That's the fix. And defensively, they're getting steamrolled. These opponents in front of the Bills. So I don't think that's an overreaction right now. I don't. Now, the Ravens can prove me wrong. And they could prove me wrong Monday night. And you know I think the Ravens are terrific. Bills fans sent me a clip of the post-2022 draft Mm -hmm. where you said James Cook was the number one sleeper pick of the whole draft. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, again, he ruined my New Year's Eve. I I get it. My beautiful daughter, daughter Taylor, (laughs) saw me that night. I even took a picture and put it on Instagram of me. Uh, She gave me me New Year's beads saying, here you go, Daddy. You don't look happy. I remember that. Happy New Year. I wasn't. (laughs) It was James Cook's fault. Yeah. (laughs) So I covet what I saw is what I'm saying. 
Overreaction Monday, that'll wrap up for this segment. You could check it out on our podcast version of it. Um, I'll say we're, we're getting a we, – we got a little hint that we're, we've been nominated for a podcast hey. award on that front. Yeah. I don't want to say any more than that because apparently that's been embargoed for use at this no, point. It's out. Is it really? Yeah, it got out. What it, is it? What do we got? It's a, the Sports Podcast Awards. We're uh, best – American football show. Oh, American football. Okay, very good. Well, because you know why? Those are two red-blooded Americans up on the screen. Congratulations, (laughs) fellas. Let's get them all now while we got the money. That's right. We're the Frank Pantangeli of sports broadcasts for football. Congrats, guys. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Listen. All right. That's an overreaction. Uh, when we come back, we will set up uh, What the Football for you as well. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial if you want to sneak in a call. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, we're back here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show. Magic that day, folks. All right, we're all we're all one big happy family, including Susie Schuster and Amy Trask, getting ready to do what the football. Good to see you, ladies. We're having a totally inappropriate conversation. Oh, really? Oh, Actually, oh, about, about? And I had to say, you know, Susie, these mics might be live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were. And oh, hi. All right. No, they weren't live. All right. What? No, they're not. Oh. Is this thing on? Did okay. What I miss. <laughs> Hey, Chris, how are hey, you? I'm great. Hey, how, how are, are you? Guys? Hey, how are you? Where's your belly zappy sweatshirt? <laughs> Did oh, you get it? Did you get it from Fanatics? Did you get yours? No. He stinks. What are you talking about? Actually, you should get half a jersey because the first half, he's dynamite. That's true. Good point. Oh, <laughs> I told you that yes. Cooper, well done, Rick. That Cooper well asked for a, great. That was very well done. That Cooper like asked a for a shirt. Porzingis shirt. a half shirt. Like right? a Zeke. Well, like exactly. exactly. We're having our own conversation. They're having their own conversation. I know. Uh, so your guest is Kevin Harlan. I am so excited about you, this. I know. He's, he's awesome. Yes. I know you're excited about it. Uh, we have his call from the the, uh, the Jackson Smith and Jigba call on Westwood One last night. We cut it so you can use it for your thank pod. You, thank well, you. Thank you very much. Here you go. Seattle down by four. Third down and ten. 33 seconds left. Shotgun snap. Three-man rush. Lock throws long pass down the far sideline. Caught over the shoulder. It's grabbed. Smith and Jigba. Touchdown. Touchdown. Seattle. Touchdown. The Seahawks have taken the lead. Twenty-eight seconds to go. <laughs> I got goosebumps. So I got goosebumps so listening to him. 
so fun to watch in the booth too. He is like I've been in the booth with him. Yeah, with Kurt, it's amazing to be in that booth with those two. It's insane. He's the best. Well, it's, he makes everything sound exciting. Yes. I feel like we should do what you do all the time, which is like drop him some things just to read out loud. Oh, and let's see do how that. He reacts let's do it. that. Do you think he'd be so annoyed? No, I, he's a sweetheart. No, okay. I think he's totally up for it. And you know his dad, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bob would be in those in the owners' meetings. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah Bob you have to pull that out today. You know, you know that, I right? think I should. You I have I should. to. Um, but the thing about Kevin is, he gives you the information you need. Yeah. And he delivers it with a passion that is so sincere. There's nothing pretextual about it. Yeah. And it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, I listen to him all the time when we're driving around after baseball practice yes. on Mondays and Thursdays. Yes. And I kept thinking, why haven't I asked him to be on yet? And then, of course, I had the prescience to think about it before the game last night. Yes, he did. Which I'm very excited about. Right. So I don't. I, no one knows, but it wasn't even reactionary. We actually planned this. And it actually works out because he's, but you should ask him too. His schedule's insane. He did the... This week is actually easier because normally he does a Sunday CBS game, then he does the Monday night Westwood one, and he's been doing Tuesday night NBA on TNT. Tonight he's in uh, the Warriors. Who are the Warriors playing tonight? Celtics on the West Celtics Coast Warriors. trip. He's calling this Celtics week. Warriors tonight. Yeah. Oh no! Now, oh no! Here we go! Here Saturday. we go! We're, someone's going to hijack this to be an entire Celtics sure. discussion. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! I really screwed that up. No, yeah, we're leaving oh, no. town. Yeah, yeah. Coop's oh, not going to be yeah. right. Lakers on Christmas Day. Yep. Clippers on Saturday. It's all right. Yeah. Are you going? I'm cheap, so I'm going to the Clipper game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, you may have a better game. Yeah. A much better game. Yeah. They're playing Lakers, so well. And Lakers tickets have gone through the roof ever since they hung that in-season. Did that you that that we didn't even Can talk about that today. We didn't talk about it. Yeah, too much. Oh, All right. Yeah, so, uh, well, if you want, you guys can go to the archives. And I did have a discussion with Shaquille O'Neal about that got last that. week. Coming so. up. Just saying. <laughs> 